Hello, everybody, and welcome to News Just Happened. My name is Tim Rando. I'm your host, and uh, welcome to episode 12. Yeah. Hope everybody had a nice week and weekend. Uh, you know, things are revving up at the Olympics. We're a week through now. The U.S. was uh, was in the lead with with medals anyway, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later. <clears throat> but yeah, um, pretty solid week. Weather was nice, so uh, you know it was uh, it was an enjoyable one. So today uh, I'm going to cover a couple things. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the labor in the U.S. How much we're currently struggling to find employment uh, or employees, I guess, <laughs> would be the better way to say it. And uh, what effect that is having on our economy and, you know, when is it going to change? What what needs to happen to get everybody awake a little bit? So um, I'll do the rundown. We're going to cover five different topics. And then uh, sports, because I love sports. <laughs> Uh, lots happening in sports. Uh, training camps are in for NFL. Uh, the first preseason game will be this weekend. It's the Steelers and Cowboys at the Hall of Fame game. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball is starting to kind of heat up. All the trades happened last week. Um, not a whole lot going on in NBA and NHL right at the moment, except for some trades here and there, and we'll talk about that as well for the NBA trades, because that was probably the, the bigger news, and then, uh, you know, we'll talk Olympics, we'll wrap it all up with the Olympics, so let's, uh, let's jump into it. At the moment, pretty much anywhere you go you're going to see we're looking for people to hire. We're, you know, help wanted. Uh, you know, we we will bring you in at this, you know, amount. Um, competing wages, really. And yet, they stay up, those signs. They haven't been taken down because people are not going out and getting jobs yet. I think the question is at this point, why is that? I think some would say still concerns about their health and their safety, uh, especially with this Delta variant uh, that's going around. Um, you just don't know, right? I mean, even if you are vaccinated, you can still catch the coronavirus. It's not as wicked as it can be without being vaccinated. Uh, but the vaccinations have been proven to work against these variants, which is good. Uh, but, you know, not enough people are getting vaccinated at the moment we we have an overabundance of vaccines in the united states as we've been shipping them overseas to help other countries now because there's a certain part of the population that's decided that they either wanted to push it off or just don't want to do it yet or don't want to do it at all and i'm not saying it's not their right to make that decision however I think the problem is, is that these are the same individuals at times that will complain about how the economy isn't coming back, how we are not, our workforce is not as strong as it used to be, uh, anywhere near it actually. And, um, yet they won't do something to maybe help ease the mind of others so that they can feel more comfortable to go back to work. Now, there is another side to that, obviously. Um, but I think it, overall, we just need to realize that we need to take some major steps in order to get back to some kind of normal. And it still feels off out there. You know, you hear these stories about, you know, how other states are struggling and you wonder if that state's going to be your state at some point. And, you know, I'm, this is obviously not my full-time gig at the moment, but like, you know, my other job, <clears throat> you know, we have to wear a mask while walking around the building. When not, we can take it off. And that just changed. Usually, used to be you had to wear it all the time. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's so weird. It's still odd to me to have to wear a mask, although it oddly is now becoming more normal, you know, other than 
you know, I'll be honest because I am vaccinated. I don't wear a mask everywhere that I go anymore, uh, even into crowded areas, but I don't really go to a ton of crowded areas. Uh, you know, this year I was not able to go on a vacation, so I wasn't around a bunch of people. Uh, my daughter works at a small amusement park and we go, but we usually go to pick her up or things like that. So it's not like we're, we're around a lot of people, at, you know, there either at those times. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a choice at that point. So, you know, there's two sides, you know, I get the choice part. I get saying, okay, I'm consciously making a choice to say, I'm not going to wear my mask and possibly risk being infected with this. And, uh, you know, I get it, but I also made the choice to get vaccinated so that I could lower my chances of it being really nasty and taking a toll on me. And, uh, you know, that's where I think the difference is, is that even though I might be making these choices to not walk around with my mask on in public places, like going to the grocery store or whatever, I did make the choice to go get a vaccine. So, that is part of what I think it is, is that not enough people trust what's happening in the U.S. with people who are not getting vaccinated to want to go out and put themselves back out there in the world. Do I know what that percentage looks like? No, I don't. I couldn't tell you. Obviously, I mean, that, that would be that would take a long time. I'd have to interview a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I don't I'm not quite on that level yet. So um, I really feel like. There is a solid amount of people out there that just are like, look, it's not worth the risk to me. Now, the other side of that are the people who are taking advantage of the unemployment that's being offered, uh, the, the fact that you could not be evicted up until, well, yesterday, to be honest with you. I believe it, it ended at midnight, I think, is what it was. So, um, you know, there's going to have to be a lot of people that go out there and get jobs because now your landlord can say, hey, you know what, we followed these rules. And now it's time to, you know, make make good on the fact that we allowed you to live in this place during this whole thing. Um, so I know that the... Democrats are trying to push to get it extended again, but uh, who knows what that looks like? Who knows if that's even a possibility at this point? Um, Do we feel that our current president is going to say, you know, let's go ahead and make that a little longer, maybe give it to the end of the year? Or do we say, no, we need to push to get back to normal? Um, Fauci came out yesterday or over the weekend and said, uh, that he doesn't foresee us going into any kind of a lockdown for this Delta variant. Um, so, you know, there's that part of it. Um, people are going to have to start thinking about their future and what they need to do to make sure they have an income. Otherwise, we're going to be in some serious trouble. They need to stop taking advantage of the unemployment, plain and simple those who are. I mean, I know that some people need it and I know that some people, you know, can't work because of serious illnesses they already have or things that might be escalated by getting the coronavirus um, where, you know, they have a weakened immune system or, you know, they take immunosuppressant drugs that really knock them out. Now, so, you know, I mean, it's... um. It is like it's a fine line, man. You got to you got to figure it out. And I think that there needs to be better rules in place. I know recently they said that they need to start looking for jobs and showing that they're looking for jobs in order to still qualify for this unemployment. Great. I would like to know how heavily it is actually policed, how serious they are actually taking it. Or is this just saying, hey, this we're going to ease you back into this. Here's like some really tiny rules for you to follow. We're going to we're going to ease you back in so that you don't have to just jump right back into the workforce and, and after a year and a half or so of not working and and uh 
trying to figure out what you wanted to do with the rest of your life. You know, So I, I don't know what the purpose of that is, but I know in PA, the unemployment <clears throat> will end in September. So we will see if that helps as well. Um, but again, this is something that could get pushed again. And there's always talks about that. Like maybe we need to extend it to the end of the year. I mean, I remember when a lot, when this all started, a lot of the professionals were saying, you know, that the, that we would be into this until 2023 easy. And it seems like that's going to happen. I mean, we're only, we're, we're in August now of 2022 or 2021, uh, we're getting closer and closer to 2022 and it doesn't seem like every time it seems like we got something under control, a new variant pops up and it is, you know, running through those who have not been vaccinated, even those who have been, again, you it's not that you can't get it. It's just the severity is completely different. So, you know, uh, now they're talking about a possible third dose to kind of booster your, you know, your COVID shot. So, it is definitely a work in progress with this thing. And the economy is feeling, feeling the heat. Uh, not enough people are working, but prices are rising. So that doesn't make sense, right? Not enough people out there to spend money to really help with the rising cost of goods and services. Um, <laughs> you know, because there's not enough workers, there's, you know, Things that you wouldn't even think would be affected, like, you know, wings, right? You go to a restaurant, you want to order some wings. They used to be in the $12, $13 range for a dozen. Now they're looking to rank 15 16 depending on where you go. And uh, that's crazy, right? <laughs> for for chicken wings that's that used to be so readily available. Uh, and the problem is, is that there's not enough people to work at the farms to raise these chickens so that they could become dinner, <laughs> Um, in general, and you know, there's not enough people to cook the wings and to, you know, not enough people eating them because now they're so much more expensive. They're not worth paying for, you know, I'm sorry, but to me, 15 bucks for wings. And it's one of my favorite things to eat. That's a hard pass for me. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. You know, uh, I'm not willing to pay that for tiny bits of chicken on a bone, you know, as much as I love it with the sauces and such, uh, so that's just one thing, you know, the cost of wood is still pretty high, even though it's coming down as far as like when people go out, the retailers go out and they buy it from, you know, the, the mills and things like that, but they're still trying to recover from all the wood they were buying during the pandemic and they were paying such high prices for that. It hasn't really made a big difference. Now I've noticed a little bit because I do some woodworking on the side, and I've noticed that they have come down, but, you know, it's still pretty expensive uh, for people to do things, um, repair jobs and things like that. People trying to build homes and, uh, you know, the cost of wood is driving those higher prices for that stuff. So not enough people to cut down the wood, not enough people to mill it, not enough people to, to ship it, not enough people to sell it. It's a it's a unfortunate circle of crap is kind of what's happening at this point so we need more employees uh you know businesses have started to really push saying look we're going to pay you more money now to come do these jobs that didn't you didn't get used to get paid as much for uh, minimum wage in pennsylvania is still sitting at seven dollars and something uh, which is crazy to think about. I remember a couple years ago, I worked for a company who was a pretty big retailer and, um, my grandmother worked for this company back in the day and, uh, you know, pretty reputable. Um, everybody knew the name and then, you know, fast forward and I'm working there just doing some part-time work just to make some extra cash for the family and whatnot. Working in the back room, making $7 and something an hour, 
to unload trucks to take things out of people's cars and put them in the back of their trucks or cars or whatever so that, you know, appliances and things like that. You know, it was um, odd to me that people were still getting paid this amount of money to do this work when most places were at least $9, $10 an hour. So now we're here in the pandemic and it's still things are going up now. So, you know, they're saying, okay, let me, let me jump that up. Now this, this retailer is no longer open in this area and probably because they paid their employees like crap. And, (laughs) you know, the online stuff doesn't, doesn't help. Everybody shops online now. And I think that retailers in general are going to be hard to come by moving forward just because online shopping is so much easier to do. But most employers now are saying, hey, come work for me. It's now $12.50 an hour or $13.50 an hour or $14 an hour, um, $15 an hour for places like Target and things like that, which is great. Uh, I think people need to realize, too, that you know if you're looking for more stable full-time work, then you need to really pay attention to the differences. Like Target, getting 40 hours at a Target store might be a little harder than a company that's saying to you, we're going to give you 40 hours a week. So those are some big differences. And none of this really matters until people start going out and actually applying for these jobs. Um, oddly enough, a couple of weeks ago, I heard that the younger generation, teenagers and things like that are kind of saving the workforce right now because they are, you know, there's a whole new crop of kids that are getting jobs. Like my daughter works, uh, you know, during the summer and she'll work once she goes back to school a couple days a week um, because she's going to have a car and have, you know, insurance and, and gas and do whatever she wants to be able to do and things like that. But these kids are going out and getting jobs and they're kind of saving us a little bit and holding us you know, kind of level at a right now until we can kind of pick up the ball and, and go from there. So thanks to them, uh, it doesn't look as extremely grim as it did, but it's still concerning because, you know, we need adults out there getting jobs and working. And, uh, you know, I would love to be able to go to work and just see a full building or even if it's a virtual situation to know, that teams are larger and and there's just more productivity happening uh, in general. So it needs to change, plain and simple. Um, People need to understand that uh, if you are one of those who are just hanging because people are willing to just take money to not do something, change your mind. Get yourself out there. Get a job. Be productive. (laughs) Stop taking money for something that, you know, really isn't that big of a concern for you. Uh, For those who have legit concerns, I get it. I'm not talking to you. You know what I mean? I'm not, this isn't, this message isn't for you. This, this discussion isn't about you. Uh, I get that there are people out there that are truly concerned and really do not want to put themselves at risk. Um, Make sure you're vaccinated. Encourage those who you may know that are not currently employed to go out and start looking. Because until we can get our economy back to normal, it is going to be a bumpier road. Prices are going to keep going up. You know, I don't care who you are right now. If you think that the gas prices are up because, you know, the Biden administration, nope. It's because the pandemic sucks and there's not enough people to deliver the oil. There's not enough people to turn it into gasoline. There's not enough people to do the things that need to be done because those people now are currently waiting for this to kind of settle. It would be a great place if we could all just sit and do nothing, wouldn't it? To get paid to do nothing. It's not how life works, unfortunately. As human beings, we need to go out and be productive to earn our money. So get on your horse. (laughs) Let's get going. All right, let's get to the rundown. So last week I added this new segment where I'm going to cover 
few different topics. It's in a kind of a quick fashion, so I'm not just rambling. <laughs> uh, but uh, this week I have another five topics that I'm going to run through, so let's get into it. So currently in the U.S., there are 91 wildfires that are currently burning. So Oregon's bootleg fire is growing to over 400,000 acres. Seven new large fires were reported on Sunday, bringing that total number of wildfires raging to 91. So that's a lot. That's a lot. More than 1.8 million acres have burned since these fires began. More than 22,300 wildland firefighters and incident manager teams are involved in battling these blazes. Look, I get it uh, that a lot of people are like, ah, I don't know about this global warming thing. There's times when I'm, I feel that way. I'll be honest with you. There's there's definitely times I feel that way uh, because I'm like, what? I mean, how do we know? How do we know that the earth just isn't making changes? We have not been here forever. <laughs> so we don't know. This This planet is millions of years old. We don't know what it's capable of and what it does to right its wrongs or to change its landscape. It is a living, breathing organism, whether we like it or not. So there's a small part of me that thinks, okay, well, I kind of agree with it. I'm not saying that we have not done our part in possibly changing our climates and and making it a more hostile environment when it comes to these natural disasters that seem to be popping up everywhere. Greece has fires currently, uh, and there are, you know, storms happening flooding um but again i say who's to say that this isn't just something that happens we just happen to be more noticing it now because you know there are people involved in it you know before we were here there was really no way i mean do you really feel like cavemen were reporting about you know wildfires no it was just like oh my god the forest is on fire let's it'll, it'll work itself out and then they left um we don't know. We don't know what that looks like. But I also land on the side of saying that we're, we could do better. We need to do better. We need to make changes quickly so that we can get this under control if, if in fact, we are doing it. And for those who say, well, then what if we're not doing it and we do all these changes? What's that, what's that proving? We're just making place a better place, man. Things evolve, you know. The combustible engine was a wonderful invention. However, that doesn't mean that things can't outdo it later down the road, right? What was what was the combustible uh, engine before that? There wasn't one, right? It was a horse and a buggy. <laughs> then we were like, um, cool, we can still ride horses, but it's not it's gonna it's not gonna get us there in uh, a cool amount of time like this car will, or you know. Now we have motorcycles. Now we have the, you know, every vehicle that keeps coming. Now we're just upgrading those vehicles. We're just moving into a natural kind of motion that we've always done. We continue to innovate as human beings. We continue to make things. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, things get better as you go. And these electric cars and, um, you know, solar panels and things like that that are helping us cut down on using these natural resources for certain things why not why not wouldn't it be nice to just say i don't need to you know dig into the ground anymore and find oil you know uh and i know people say what about the jobs well you know what if we're gonna have to replace those jobs with other jobs plain and simple i'm not saying that we can't just forget about those who work in those industries and I'm also not saying that it's something that we're never going to need anymore. And we might never, we might get to that point at some point, but we're not there yet. Not anywhere near close. There's still too much out there that needs to change. So there's still going to be a need. But these people, you know, we we need to find something else for them as we, you know, improve all these different things. We get into these, you know, situations where we're building new technology. We have to retrain them to learn how to do these kind of things so that they have these positions and jobs moving forward. So ultimately, again, I just feel like we need to pay more attention to what we're doing, be better to our environment. And, you know, these people that are going out, and I know that sometimes these things are caused by campfires. 
And the problem is then is that the campfire gets under, you know, crazy out of control and there's the climate itself. There's not enough rain. There's not enough moisture in the air. There's, you know, the forests are dry. So, you know, I'm no scientist. I can't say that I sat here and I did a ton of research on what, why a, you know, a forest fire would be, a wildfire would be, you know, caused by climate change other than it's warmer, it's drier. Uh, and you know, where we're seeing record heat in places like Oregon, you know, hundred some degrees where it's typically not anywhere near that. So, uh, you know, obviously some things need to change. So this is something interesting I found in like the business world. Conversion vans are apparently selling like hotcakes. Uh, <laughs> people are buying these tiny vans that are kind of made to travel in so you know they're not really a full-sized rv but they're not small either like you can have a place to sleep and and do the things you need to do and really you're just using it as like a mobile tent to be honest with you it's kind of crazy to think about like people now are saying i'm i want to say Last week I saw there was uh, a story about this uh, husband and wife who travel. And because they can work from home, like their jobs are virtual, they get in a van and they travel. They have been all over the United States and, you know, they park their van somewhere and they, they have Wi-Fi. Most of new vehicles now you can actually get that and uh, they work out of their van. And then whenever they're done, they go do things in wherever city that they're in. And it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing, you know. Uh, they're kind of productive nomads, you know. <laughs> like they're still out there. They have jobs. They're, you know, they've minimized their needs in life. Uh, I think for me that would be hard because I do like to have a home. I think I like to have a place where you can go and it's it's your home, you know what I mean? Um where that would just be, it's great to be mobile like that, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that life is for me, but people are doing it. They're using them to travel, to go see places, to work out of. Um, so, you know, it's definitely something different. Um, and I think that's kind of a cool thing. So if you ever see one of those like newer or even older conversion vans and, you know, make you make you wonder, uh, you know, what's in the back? Don't eat the candy. Don't take the candy. <laughs> but it could be, you know, somebody that's traveling the world and traveling the U.S. and uh, working out of their car. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about that, too, is like you're, you know, you could sell that conversion van. And then if you wanted to go overseas and do it, you could still do the same thing. Um, so there's lots of options. I think it's kind of a cool thing. I just thought it was something neat to bring up. But uh, get yourself a conversion van and, uh, and travel travel the U.S. and work outside of it if you work virtually. <laughs> so if you don't have to be somewhere for meetings, where does it matter where you're doing the work as long as you have a good connection and you can do what you need to do, you know? One of the things I wanted to bring up that's happening uh, in, in the world is uh, in, in Australia, currently, they are doing a three-day lockdown. Um in some of the cities and some of the neighboring regions around like Brisbane and Sydney and things like that. So they had a COVID-19 spike and like they literally they have army patrols in Sydney streets so that they can enforce these lockdowns. I don't want to hear anybody complain about our lockdown situations here. I have not heard of uh, police or the army national guard or the whatever, you know, whoever they would have brought in to enforce this. So think about that. I mean, and, and this is Australia. They're pretty, pretty mellow. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't like, I'm like, I know they're, they're, they're currently having some protests and things over there because of it. And, you know, it's within their right to do that. And, but just think about how we sit here and we complain about 
oh my god they're gonna lock me up in this you know my house and and i can't leave and you know uh you know well, i'm not gonna do it I'm, I'm going wherever i want i'm never gonna wear a mask right all these people that complain and then you go to australia where apparently if you do that the police will be there roaming the streets waiting for you to make that mistake <laughs> now i'm not saying they're gonna get violent with you but you could face a fine most likely or an arrest uh if you become unruly but uh you know People need to stop complaining about, like, what's happening here because, uh, you know, the other places are being much more strict. And to be honest with you, some places are, you know, are far more cooperative when it comes to things like that. They're like, oh, you you want us to stay at home because you want us to be healthy and safe? Okay. <laughs> I guess it's a Netflix night. You know, I'm gonna hook me up and send me some food. Uh, I'm only going to go out when I need to eat and, and uh, you know, I'm going to be careful about it. And, you know, a lot of people did that here, and then a lot of people didn't either. And, uh, you know, again, and there is a fine line between rights and what you feel is right for you. But just when you think about that, think of places like Australia that have police that are currently roaming the streets so that uh, they make sure that their population is, is safe. And uh, we just left it upon you as an adult to make good decisions. <laughs> and uh, some of us did, and some of us maybe didn't, but, um, you know. Here we are. So um, Lollapalooza was this weekend in Chicago. And for those who don't know what Lollapalooza is, it's a big festival. It kicked off sometime in the 90s. Um, Perry Farrell was, uh, I'm gonna, I think I said that right, uh, you know, decided he wanted to start this huge festival, invite all these different bands, and it, and it pretty much took off immediately. And it's become pretty big. Um, and people know world, worldwide what Lollapalooza is. So over the weekend, apparently uh, a rapper called DaBaby, I'm saying that correctly, made some comments uh, about those uh, who were affected by AIDS and HIV. And basically, you know, Homophobic statements. Well, the baby, it's been nice seeing you. <laughs> so don't make mistakes like that, man. Look, I get it. Everybody's got opinions and there's nothing that, uh, you know, holds anyone back from sharing those opinions. However, if you are in the national spotlight and you have fans that uh, support you, you need to be super careful about the things you say. There are now artists coming out like Madonna that are basically saying, you know, he needs to check himself because he made some real big mistakes saying what he said. Elton John. Do you know what happened the last time somebody challenged Elton John? Ask Eminem. He performed with him on the Grammys. That's what happened. That's what happened to him. Um, because he realized he was wrong. <laughs> uh, but I don't think the, the baby is going to be hanging out with Elton John. So, um, you know, look, your stupid name that you have, whatever it is, <laughs> that's fine. Whatever you want. You want that. People love that stuff. They think they eat it up because it sounds funny, whatever. Um, just watch what you say, man. Like, if you want to have a career that's successful and to you know, make the money that you're making. You can't say that stuff because now people are backing out. You know, people that are uh, giving him money to, you know, wear their product or to, you know, be a sponsor. Uh, record companies can pull out and say, hey, we're we're not touching this with a 10-field pole. You made a mistake. That's going to ruin a career. Uh, it's going to ruin a career. It was that kid that that country artist that made a racist statement and was caught on, you know, on video or something or on audio anyway, but uh, they pulled him from radio stations. They're starting to play his music again, but I don't, I don't think anybody's going to care. They're not going to really ask for it. Um, you know, he made, he made a big mistake. So really think about what you're doing, um, DeBaby. Uh, stop making the bad decisions. All right, a couple other things really quickly I'm going to run through. Walmart has told their employees that they're going to pay 100% of their college tuition 
for some kind of employee program. Now, they announced it um, last Tuesday, I believe. Good for Walmart. Now, it's not going to be for every person. Obviously, they're going to have some kind of a limit, maybe some kind of um, qualifications you have to meet in order to to get this support, which makes sense. Uh, but yeah, man, kudos to to Walmart for that. A lot of people give Walmart a hard time, but that's a big step for them. They obviously have the money. I mean, who doesn't go to Walmart? I go. People always complain about it, like, oh, I hate going to Walmart, but then you see them there anyway. <laughs> Their prices are good. They have a big selection. Their products are usually pretty solid. Uh, you know, I get a lot of their Walmart brand you know, food items sometimes because they're just as good, if not better than some of the other products that are out there. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not like trying to like kiss Walmart's butt or anything because they're probably not listening and not going to send me anything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, honestly, like I use it pretty regularly every week. I'm there getting what I need to get. And, and, and I don't go there and spend a ton of money. Like some people do when they buy huge amounts of groceries, you know, we, but I get things for my lunch and just normal things that I need. And, you know, I I like their products. Uh, um, it, the clientele is who it is, man. If it's if it's affordable, that, no, that's why they're there, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you know, go there, laugh at some individuals that come in in their pajamas and maybe don't look as, uh, you know, put together as others, and that's fine, whatever. Um, just don't be mean about it, you know. Uh, you laugh to yourself. Um but kudos for them for for helping out their employees, getting them an education, uh, willing to pay for it. I think that's a that's a big step. It's a nice uh, nice gesture, and um, it definitely uh, you know it could be just something that's saying, hey, we're going to do this, and hopefully we'll get some more people to apply. And um, that's a smart move. You know why not? I know we you know where where I work, I have we have tuition reimbursement for certain programs, so you know. Places like that, retailers like that, that are huge. Good for them for for doing something like this. Then last but not least, uh, something I wanted to touch on. MTV is celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. Uh, Yesterday would have been the very first day in 1981 when it kicked off. And uh, do you know what the first video was? I'll give you a second, even though I can't hear your answers. (laughs) If you didn't answer by now, it was Video Killed the Radio Star uh, by The Bugles. So, um, perfect first video, to be honest with you, because it's exactly what it was doing. It was it was changing the game. Radio is fun, right? Radio you can listen to in your car, but you didn't really see what was happening. You didn't get to see your, your favorite artist. And MTV was like, you know what? We're going to change that. We're going to... We're going to watch, you're going to watch videos all day long of your favorite songs, your favorite artists, and, uh, you know, it's going to be great. And then as time went on, it wasn't just like music all day long. They started to put in these different shows for different types of music, like Yo! MTV Raps or Headbangers Ball, uh, stuff like that. And then, even though I've watched a lot of these things, uh, you know, they started bringing in shows that um, really changed the game, like the real world. Uh, animated series like Beavis and Butthead or Daria. Um, things like that that now have pretty much taken over what MTV does. They have just become a cable network that shows like reality television or... Um, I don't want to say game shows. I'm not even really sure how to what to call something like ridiculousness. It's kind of like a video show, kind of like America's Funniest Home Videos, but for a younger crowd. Um, but that's all you see now. Very rarely, if if at all, do you see music videos. Um, so, you know, you're 40 now, MTV. Maybe it's time to rethink what you were doing and maybe bring back the music format. Have those artists go out, start making uh, videos again so that we can enjoy it because anytime there's a video now you have to go to YouTube and YouTube kind of you, you can look it up and it's great that it's kind of an on-demand situation now but uh, it was really nice with MTV I enjoyed just turning it on in the morning hearing a couple songs before I went to school or work or wherever uh, you know TRL if you remember that that was a big uh, difference maker right it was like 
kids were coming home from school. TRL was on. You got to watch it. Some of your favorite artists would show up. They would play videos. These teenagers were giving shout-outs to everybody and screaming their lungs out. Uh, MTV has definitely be- is an innovator. They're they're definitely a game changer. However, I feel like lately they have they have fallen flat. Um, I still watch some of their stuff, like the real world road rules challenge kind of stuff, uh, which I don't even know if any of you would know what that is. Just the challenge now. <laughs> so um, I still watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation uh, just because it's entertaining. Although it is nice to see that they've all kind of grown up a little bit. They're still the same people, but they've grown up a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see that. But, um, yeah. Happy birthday, MTV. Happy 40th. Uh, get it together. Bring some music back. <laughs> and uh, I think that uh, you'll you'll gain some of those viewers back. Because a lot of these artists today, I have no idea who they, what the heck they look like or who they are. Um, let's, uh, you know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll find a little more interest in it if you were to bring back that format. Uh, even if it's just a couple hours a day somewhere. Fit it in. You, do, you can do it. You can bring it back. All right, everybody, let's talk some sports. Man, NBA lighting up right now with uh, trades and signings and and deals. Uh, The Lakers and the Wizards have decided to swap some players and some picks. So the Lakers are sending to the Washington Wizards Kyle Kuzma, a center, uh, Montrezl Harrell, and then guard Contavious called war pope and a 21 2021 first round pick number 22 isaiah jackson right so um and then the lakers get guard russell westbrook a 2024 second round pick and a 2028 second round pick winner and loser of that well you know the lakers are getting obviously somebody who pretty much averages a triple double (laughs) so uh you know maybe he doesn't score a crap ton of points but does he need to if he's getting assists and rebounds and helping his team win right he's more of an assist guy he's very unselfish as a basketball player um and with lebron being there and i'm not saying lebron is selfish at all i mean i think he's He's obviously the guy that gets the ball in the clutch situation, which is makes sense to me. He's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, probably the number two best basketball player of all time. Um, you know, I guess you could put him right up there with Jordan, but I'm a, I'm a diehard Jordan fan, so uh, tough, tough conversation. But anyway, um, and then you have Anthony Davis uh, and um, Howard's coming back. Uh, Dwight Howard's coming back. Uh, so, I, I mean, you know what? Uh, they're building a team. Carmelo Anthony is uh, has some interest to go there. Now, I know he's a little older. Um, he hasn't quite been, obviously, what Carmelo Anthony has been in the past. But I think a really good addition to a very strong team. Uh, so, I mean, they could be definitely you know gearing up, man. I mean, I think the loss of Kuzma is probably the biggest name on there um that they're going to kind of miss uh you know he I felt like this year he was a little hot and cold but uh, I think he is a talent so uh, we'll see if that pays off for um the Wizards or the Lakers I'm betting the Lakers (laughs) they already had talent they already had uh you know probably the favorite at this point to win the championship again if they stay healthy so that's another big deal right Davis has to stay healthy uh, LeBron's not getting any younger. Um, Westbrook isn't exactly a young pup anymore. So, you know, uh, Dwight Howard has been around for quite some time. So they're not a young team. They're not a young team. Uh, so um, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens with that trade. But I think that's a big one. I think that's a that's a, a definitely an interesting move. Um, but I could see, you know, where it pays off. I, I think the second round picks later. I don't really know if that's going to hold anything. Uh, that I guess that could be draft capital for later, you know, in a couple of years or a year or so, um, if they need to make other moves. But you know, we'll see how that plays out. So, not to mention how many other things are happening currently. So, the Bulls traded for Lonzo Ball. Uh, they sent a couple guys: Thomas Saturansky, <laughs> trying to say it right, and uh, Garrett Temple, and a future second round pick. 
to the uh, New Orleans Pen uh, Pelicans to get Lonzo. Um, again, I think he's a, a, a puzzle piece player, but uh, you need those. You need puzzle piece players. I don't know if he's ever going to be a star star. I think his name carries more than his game uh, at this point. And, you know, uh, um, I think a lot of that has to do with the hype from his father. And, and, you know, I mean, hey, he believes in his kids and I get that. So, I mean, I can't hate the guy. Uh, I can feel like he's a little overzealous, but, <laughs> uh, I don't hate the guy. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a big one. And, I, and I'm a Bulls fan. So, you know, b carrying back with my Michael Jordan, uh, you know, fandom. Uh, so I think that's a good deal. I think, I think that'll help. Uh, they still have a long way to go though. They need some, some, some more, they need more. <laughs> Chris Paul has resigned with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, for five years, and he's already 17 years deep now, <laughs> so uh, or 16 years deep, will be moving into five more. So you're looking at 21 possible years of playing. Now that doesn't mean anything because they can easily opt out at some point, or um, you know, he gets his championship and he he rolls. I'm sure money isn't the big deal. I mean, it's it was a big it was a big contract. I mean, I mean a big contract compared to anything that I have ever made in my life. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, that, that's a good deal. I think it's a good deal for Phoenix. I think it's a good deal for Chris Paul. They, they really had a good showing. I felt like they could have won that. Uh, but, uh, Giannis and, uh, Milwaukee went on a run. So, um, it was hard to stop them at that point. There's others out there, some things that are still we're waiting on. We're waiting. Uh, Kawhi, he has he has uh, decided not to take a $36 million option. So we're waiting to see what his plan is. If they're trying to renegotiate a bigger contract, are they, you know, is he looking for somewhere else to go? Rumors have been the heat. Um, so we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> I find it a little strange. I, I, I like Kawhi Leonard. I think he is uh, he's an excellent ball player, obviously. But I'm having a little issue with his movement. You know, he is all over. He doesn't want to stay in one place all of a sudden. Like, he's just like, take me here, take me there. I'll go wherever, you know. Um, which I guess, you know, is fine. There, there's nothing wrong with that. It's within his right, I guess. I'm, uh, me personally, on my opinion is, you know, I I like it when someone sticks with a team and tries to, to do what they can. Giannis for example, decided to stay in Milwaukee. Not exactly the hot spot for, you know, <laughs> big name players. So he stays, gets a championship the year after he decides to stay. So, you know what? Uh, kudos to him, man. I have crazy respect for that. Um, where I feel like Kawhi's like, okay, well, it didn't work here, so I'm just going to go to Miami. And they were on the cusp a year ago or so, so maybe I can get them where they need to be in the East. Um, we know Brooklyn is going to be another powerhouse again stay healthy but if they can stay healthy and especially near the end of the year when they're getting into those playoffs uh then they're going to be real hard to stop um so i don't know i mean i think that uh, we'll see what Kawhi does and i think that he's going to make the best decision for for Kawhi, and i think that that's definitely uh that's okay he's allowed to do that um regardless of my opinion so <laughs> But there have just been so many different moves happening. Minnesota Timberwolves uh, traded Ricky Rubio to the Cavs. Uh, the Cavs got uh, Tareen Prince and a 2022 second round pick and some cash considerations. Um, if they would like to consider giving me cash, I'm game. Uh, so, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of different other ones here that I'm looking at, too, that, uh, man, there's just people moving all over the place. Uh, earlier in the past week or so, um, the Pelicans seem to be making some moves. They pulled, they moved uh, Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe to the Memphis Grizzlies, and uh, they got Jonas Valakunis. I'm horrible with saying names, and I apologize. But <laughs> uh, but he's a center. Uh, I remember seeing him a little bit, so he's starting to make a name for himself. So, um, you know, keep your eye out on the NBA. It is, uh, it is shaking up. Let's move on to the MLB. So the MLB, again, their trade deadline was happening pretty much uh, the week before the NBA stuff started happening. So it started getting crazy. Uh, the Yankees went out and got a couple different players. Um, Joey Gallo from the Rangers. They gave up some some future guys. Nobody 
of big name yet. Um, who knows who those guys will turn out to be, and I wish them the best of luck. Uh, well, we get Joey Gallo, who is not only a great hitter, but also a great defensive player. So I'm excited for him. He was excited to come to the Yankees. I don't think he's made a whole lot of noise quite yet, uh, but it's still very early in that trade. The other was um, Anthony Rizzo coming to the Yankees, uh, and I don't remember exactly who the Yankees gave up for them, or for him, I should say. Um, but, uh, another good move. Um, he came in and his first two games, he hit home runs in back-to-back games. So, uh, definitely adding the bats that they were looking for, though we already had a lineup that had bats, just not enough left-handed bats apparently. So, uh, this should help with that because they're both left-handed hitters that shores that up a little bit more. Uh, there's definitely a short porch in, uh, in the Yankee stadium to the left, so that'll help with uh, getting some different pitches to Judge, uh, Stanton, and some of those other uh, heavy-hitting righties that we have there. So, uh, you know, we'll see uh, what that works out to be. We only went for one pitcher. I want to say his name was Hansen uh, or Hessen or something from the Angels. He was 6-7 and seven with like a 5 ERA or something. Now I realize the Angels are not like a, you know, super competitive team other than a few players that they have, but... I think that um, adding pitching is always good, uh, and it was a bullpen guy, and we all added another bullpen guy from the Pirates. You know, no surprise there. They usually train and sell, so <laughs> uh, so it'll be fun to see who we get from them next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that that was a good move for the Yankees. Now there was some other movement, obviously, in the Major League Baseball, uh, you know, world. Looks like um, the the Cubs definitely were sellers. Uh, Javi Baez looks like he went to the Mets. Um, Bryant went to the Giants. So you know, big names moving around. Uh, the the Cubs were just not there to um, stick it out. I guess they were ready to get rid of some players, rebuild, see how that works. So good luck to the Cubs. Hopefully. Chicago doesn't do what Pittsburgh has done to the Pirates. So, <laughs> I don't foresee it happening that way. Uh, you know, I know that the the Cubs have always, uh, you know, been contenders, whether they have made it to the series or not. Uh, they have always been contenders. So a few big moves there. Um, the races are starting to heat up. We're in August now. So, you know, we have August, we have September. And there it is. So I know for teams that are not competing, you're going to start seeing some September call-ups. You might even see them for teams who are just to give some guys some rest if they are, um, you know, if they're doing well enough that they feel like they can they can get it, uh, get everything wrapped up. But, you know, a lot of teams that maybe some expected, some didn't, especially in the American League East. Um, I think Tampa Bay, we probably expected to be up there. They have they have been pretty well uh, over the last few years. I did not expect Boston to be as competitive as they have been this year, and they have uh, definitely proven me wrong. So it hurts a little, but it is there. Uh, not surprised that Toronto is kind of falling behind, though they're only two games behind the Yankees in that wild card race, and the Yankees are now in a race for the wild card, which they think that they can get to now with these moves so we'll see how that pans out if they keep losing games seven to one to the marlins i doubt it <laughs> so, um the central we have chicago white Sox leading away there uh cleveland's eight and a half games behind them oh by the way in the east the boston and tampa bay rivalry that it's happening right now the boston's only a game out from first so they keep flipping and flopping so we'll see what that turns out to be. But, yeah, in the East, or, yeah, in the Central now, uh, the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Indians, but the Indians are eight and a half behind. So um, we'll see um, what happens there. I, again, I feel like that's why the Yankees have a better shot at getting the wild card at this moment. And then in the American League West, Houston is uh, leading the way with Oakland trailing four and a half games uh, so that's a, that's a possibility. I mean, Oakland's got 60 wins, so they could definitely get a no wild card. Um, 
uh, we'll take a look at the wild card race here in just a moment. Uh, in the National League, we have the Mets leading away, uh, two and a half games over the Phillies, three and a half uh, over the Atlanta Braves. So a little bit tighter of a race there in the National League East. Then the Central, you have Milwaukee, uh, and they are seven and a half games above Cincinnati. And then you have, just to throw it out there for my Pirates fans, uh, the Pirates at 40 and 66, 23 and a half behind. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, however, that is not the worst team. So, we'll, you know, Texas now, they've, you know, they were selling. Obviously, they got rid of Gallo. They're 25 uh, in the in the bag there. Uh, Baltimore's 25 in the bag there. Uh, Minnesota's 18. So the best, the best worst team is the Miami. <laughs> Miami, uh, in, and they are, uh, 10 and a half. And then you have the absolute worst in the West, which is Arizona at 34.5. Um, but in the West, San Francisco is leading three and a half over the Dodgers. So close race there as well. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, it'll be interesting. I think a uh, lot of definite possibilities breaking down here. And in the wild card races right now, looks like the Yankees are three and a half out of the wild card behind Oakland. And uh, that's that's a doable number. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays uh, behind Boston and Oakland having to walk. I, there's sometimes the Major League Baseball uh playoffs drive me a little crazy i understand they're seven games so obviously you can't have a crap ton of people or teams um you know because it'll take forever to get through the playoffs and obviously it starts to get cold (laughs) by the end of october so um but man i think that they need to find a way to let other teams in and get rid of just these minimals because i i feel like you're missing out on something now there are a bunch of playing games that can happen the wild cards are really basically a playing game, which is uh, just one, and then you go in and see, you know, who, you can, who you're going to play after that. But uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that works. So, all right, let's talk NFL because the NFL is uh, starting to kick in. We have the first game happening here on Thursday night with the Cowboys and the Steelers, the Hall of Fame game. Uh, I am a Steelers fan, so I'll be excited to watch that. Um, it's fun to have football back. It's fun to see some of the storylines coming out of training camps. I don't have anything major right at the moment other than Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz has uh, decided um, he's not going to be healthy again, uh, and that's unfortunate. Look, I mean, I, I have nothing against Carson Wentz in general. Um, he's just having some health issues. Now he's got this foot problem. I saw something yesterday. We said five to 12 weeks he could be out. That's horrible. Uh, that's horrible for him. It's horrible for the Colts who went out and got him. So hopefully it's more like a five than it is 12. However, there's a part of me that says stick it out and just get healthy because he's obviously having issues. Um, so good luck, Carson Wentz. Hopefully all that goes well for you. And then Aaron Rodgers did finally sign and he is back, though. He does not seem to care too much about letting everybody know I don't want to come back next year. So, um, even though it is locked up for this year, that can do a lot of damage to a team. The way that he's presenting himself at this moment with the Packers organization and his teammates. Look, you want to have a, uh, an issue with the with the Packers themselves and that that organization? Okay. If you're going, if you're making all this drama to get yourself a, a new deal. And then you make your, you know, you come out, you do your press conference, and you say basically like, yeah, great, but I want to leave at some point. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm not quoting him by any means, but in the gist of it, you really listen to it, you can tell he's not real interested. Um, and most likely because he couldn't get his way, but he still wants to play. So, you know, he is a competitor. I think sitting out was never an option for him. However, now his teammates need to trust him right and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that you know I think that that's going to be real hard for them to do so we'll see how that works in uh, Green Bay and if that actually works out for him all right let's move into the Olympics uh, because there's not a lot of hockey news happening right at the moment and uh, I think the Olympics is really where it's at right now so right at the moment 
the U.S. is leading in the overall medals. Uh, we have 71 total with China right behind us at 69. And then the ROC, which is Russia, not Russia, uh, <laughs> with 52. Um, we are leading the way in the bronze with 20, in the uh, silver with 27. And then we are a couple, well, we are actually eight behind China in gold, uh, 24. Uh, this past week... There was some drama happening with Simone Biles and her questionable mental health issues that she was having. And I only say questionable because that's how people were presenting it, not how I feel about it. Look, this is a 24-year-old woman who is only 24 and has decided to go represent her country in one of the biggest stages and sporting events is the biggest stage and sporting events in the world. And it only happens every four years. So she's got all this weight on her shoulders to go perform. We are coming out of a pandemic and still really kind of in the middle of it, to be honest with you, if, if not, you know, at least maybe closer to the end, but still dealing with issues. And then we just want her to pretend like everything's okay. Uh, not everybody has that ability. And you know what? Kudos to her for saying, I need to step back. I'm not ready. Now, she did compete on the balance beam and did get a bronze medal for that um, after she had kind of relaxed and not taken or not uh, taken part in any other of the events uh, that with gymnastics. Um, and, and our girls have, have stood up, stepped up and they've won a couple medals and, and done well. Uh, so, I mean, kudos to them for that team to stay together. She was there cheering them on every time. And, uh, I just want to make sure that everybody understands how I feel about it. Uh, I'm okay with it because you know what? <laughs> I slept okay that she decided not to do it. My butt isn't as hurt as some of the people out there that are making comments. Like she's a disappointment and not a true patriot because she had to think about herself for a moment. Well, you know what? Did not winning that gold medal really change anything for the United States of America? Absolutely freaking lutely not. I would love to be dominant in everything that I do every day, all day, for 365 days a year, the rest of my life. Not going to happen. People are going to outshine me in things. They're going to do better than me. And there's going to be times when I need to step back and let that happen because I need to focus on myself. That's what she did. That's what she should be allowed to do. People need to shut their face. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, it's a little ridiculous. All right, so I'm going to stop complaining about that. Otherwise, we're doing pretty well in track and field. Uh, you know, we're, we're taking medals there. We may not be getting gold and everything. Um, I love the fact that there was a an American-born Italian runner who, sprinter, that, uh, that won the 100 meter, which is like the, probably the biggest deal when it comes to track and field. You think about the 100 meter uh, dash because that's where you're seeing the fastest man at the moment run a race and this uh this guy won the race got the gold and he's from italy i mean he was born in in, in texas but uh lived here as an infant and then they moved his mother and him moved to italy to live there for the rest of their life so um part of me is like you're an american just deal with it but other part of me is like cool for you because you know that's something that uh you would not expect italy to come out on top on usually we're pretty dominant there um jamaica you know, so uh, kudos to him. Uh, I think we came in and got the silver, so good for us. Uh, so the Olympics are, you know, we're, we're into the second week now. We're going to start seeing the basketball teams uh, get into some medal rounds here shortly. Um, swimming is all wrapped up, and uh, we, we pretty much did very well there, cleaned house in that, in that area. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting into some of the Later competitions now, the these teams that have to go out and compete, beach volleyball, that kind of stuff, regular volleyball. So uh, keep an eye out because it's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, this is when things start to get real competitive. Unfortunately, the women's soccer team was knocked out by Canada the other day, one nothing, uh, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, second, um, second Olympics in a row where that happened. So hopefully they'll bounce back uh, in a few more years when we go back to the Olympics. So um, that's all I got for sports at the moment. Keep your eye out for all these things coming, man. The NFL is up soon. I mean, it's well, it's happening now. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Injuries are going to start happening, unfortunately. It's a, it's a natural thing when it comes to uh, 
you know, uh, to these uh, preseason games. And, you know, we're going to see who's doing well, who's not. Sometimes it's a great indicator. Sometimes it's not. It's fun to watch the battles for people who are playing for a spot uh, or who just want to move up in a depth chart. So uh, keep an eye out for those things. Uh, I will do my best to do so and talk about them as well. All right, everybody, I apologize uh, for the beginning of this where I felt like maybe my energy was a little down. Uh, you know, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, so I'm wrapping it up with some energy. Um, you have been listening to News Just Happened. My name is Tim Rando, and I want to thank everybody again for tuning in this week. Uh, I will be back next week with episode 13, and uh, we will cover some new topics as well. So couple different ways you can reach out to me is through the Facebook News Just Happened page. You can also uh, check me out in a couple different places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I have a website currently that I just put up. It is podpage.com forward slash news dash just dash happened forward slash and you can go there. And check it out. It's actually a cool link that gets you to my episodes, explains a little bit about each one of my episodes. Uh, and hopefully in the future, I can work with that and, uh, and, and get some more information on there for you. Um, but I look forward to getting feedback from you guys. Uh, I, it has been few and far between. So please let me know how you feel. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, and I hope that everybody has a wonderful week and a good weekend. And I will catch you next week for the 13th episode of News Just Happened. Have a great one. And good game. See you out there.